Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friar Talk podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about what we think Denelson Lamette's role will be this season. Now, um, Bob Melvin's been kind of getting asked the question. I feel like he's kind of been getting it asked a lot because obviously we all want to know what Denelson Lamette's role will be. We all are huge fans of Denelson Lamette. He's been, he went from probably being the ace of this rotation to injuries derailing his career a little bit. And now it looks like he's going to be set up in the bullpen role. So, with that being said, we know he's going to be in the bullpen, but what role will he play? Will he be a long reliever? Will he be a, you know, just a middle inning guy? Will he be a setup man, a closer? Chase, what do you, what do you think he's going to be? Uh, I think he's going to start off the season probably as like your seventh inning guy or maybe setup man. Uh, it really depends on how he does in spring training and his health. I think he'll eventually turn into the closer. I mean, you look at his stuff, you look at his fastball, you look at his slider, and you think that is closer caliber stuff right there. Fastball that touches 100, a slider that basically no one can hit. He strikes out people at an insane clip. It's just has closer written all over it. So I think he starts off, you know, he probably gets his innings limited severely this year just because of all the elbows he's had issues he's had the past couple of years. So I say he probably starts off, and he's only going to be a one-inning guy. I doubt they use him as a two-inning guy. Um, like I said, maybe sixth, seventh, eighth innings early early in the season, maybe throw him twice a week. And then towards the end of the season, second half of the season, when Tatis comes back, he's going to be that everyday closer that comes out and just locks out games. And the guy that that's exactly what we need him to be. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like he sets up perfectly in that set of man role and that closer role, especially because you mentioned that he's a guy that strikes out a lot of batters. And that's something that this, this, you know, this bullpen needs right now out of the, um, you know, in the late innings, because I feel like Mark Melanson didn't really strike out a lot of guys. I feel like he put our team in harm's way kind of a lot. Um, even if the numbers don't show that his expected ERA definitely shows that we were in harm's way a lot more than we thought we were. Um, I wouldn't. I don't even remember us really having a setup man. I know Austin Adams kind of pitched sometimes in the eighth. Um, Drew Pomeranz originally was kind of the setup man, but injuries kind of you know didn't do us many favors. Go for it. I was gonna say I think Pierce Johnson was kind of that guy at the end of this season when you know everybody was hurt. <laughs> yeah, Pierce Johnson was definitely seeing a lot of innings at the in the in the later half of the games. Um, it's just, I don't know, man, you know, health permitted. I think Denelson Lamette could be a fantastic closer. And and I think last year we saw that he was kind of limited in the way where no matter how many, you know, how, how many outs there were or anything, it was 18 pitches. I, I feel like I noticed that trend. It was 18 or 19 pitches max, and then he was done. Um, but supposedly Bob Melvin said that, I'm quoting him, he feels healthy again. Uh, it's based on potentially the health of the rest of the guys in the rotation. He has potential to be a wipeout reliever and a one-time around or maybe a late-inning option. Um, so kind of talking about what we were talking about right now. But, Chase, do you – I mean, I don't think we will ever see it again uh, unless he gets surgery or some miracle happens. Do you think Denelson Lamette could ever be a starter again? I want to say yes. I really do because – I remember looking at uh, Denelson Lamette in high school. I think it was our junior year when he first signed with the Padres. And I, I was watching his debut versus the Cubs and everything. He was absolutely filthy. And I was looking at this guy. I'm like, 
this guy's going to be the future ace for the Padres. And then elbow problems again. He had the PRP. The next year it failed. He had Tommy John. And so then 2020 comes around. And we we it was like one of our first videos that we ever created. I don't even think it was on YouTube. We were still doing the podcast format on like Spotify and things. And we said that Nelson Lamette is probably going to be a dark horse candidate for Cy Young. And he pitched his ass off that year, like a low two ZRA, striking out a ton of people before he inevitably got injured again. So, and then last year he got injured a couple more times. And when you look at it, when you just keep seeing a guy get injured like that and it's his elbow and his main pitch is a slider, I think you go away from being a starter and you start to lean more into this guy's going to be a crazy reliever. He's going to be one of the best closers in the league. And it's unfortunate because this guy has the talent to be a Cy Young pitcher. This guy has the talent to lead the league in strikeouts. But that's all health permitted. And I don't think that's it's not going to hold up. So I don't think we'll ever see him again as a starter. And I think that's horrible because him as a starter is great for baseball. But we'll have one of the best closers in the MLB if everything works out properly. Yeah, and what sucks is that, you know, and I hate I hate to say it, I kind of feel bad for saying it, but if he would have went the, the you know, what, second Tommy John surgery route, then he probably would have been back. He probably would have been a closer again. He probably would have been implemented a little slower than I think Mike Clevenger will be. But, of course, you know, this guy was going to be the future ace of the Potters. You mentioned it, Chase. I remember in high school, I didn't know too much about Lamette, but Chase definitely put me on Lamette, and, and I mean, he was right. Lamette's fantastic. He's got, like, if he was healthy, I think he'd be a top 10 pitcher in the MLB. Um, he strikes out a lot of guys, always low in ERA. And and the issue with Lamette at the beginning of his career was after the fifth inning, runs was kind of start to pile on. And then in 2020, we didn't see that anymore. It's consistent, like, shutouts, one run, one run in games. I remember against the Dodgers, he pitched like a either a six or seven inning almost shutout, or it was either a shutout or a one run ball game. He was fantastic. And, you know, Denelson has some of the best stuff in the bigs. Unfortunately, he's just not healthy. And that's kind of going to be a what if of, of the Padres organization right now. And, and for the long run, especially because he's so good, man, like he's probably the most electrifying pitcher on our staff if he's healthy. And he would easily be penciled in as possibly the ace if he was able to keep up the production from 2020. He probably would have been the ace for sure. Um, but 162-game season, it's going to be tough to, to see him, you know, hold up the entirety of the year. And innings will be limited. Pitch count will be limited. But supposedly he feels healthy again. So, you know, only time will tell with him personally. You know, I think his best role would be a closer. Uh, I don't think he should start as the closer, though. I think he should slowly get integrated into that role. Um Right now, we don't have a set closer, so we'll see what, what goes on with free agency and, and trades. But um, if it's going to be open, you should definitely be grooming Denelson Lamette to be your, your closer because if he's going into the ninth inning, I feel very confident that we're going to win that game. Um, doesn't really feel like a guy that will blow too many blow too many saves. So um, closer is his best role. I think you should start him out as a setup man, and we'll just see how it goes from there, man. Hopefully, hopefully health goes his way and, and is on his side because – you know, the, the injuries to Denelson Lamette have been very saddening to see, especially because of the talent. But Chase, anything else you got to say? If Lamette doesn't end up being the closer, who do you think will be? I know that's kind of not what we had on today's episode, but 
if it's not Lamette, who else do you want it to be? I know we have a lot of flamethrowers back there. So who would you take to be that guy? Man, that's tough. Um, especially, like, I think Pierce Johnson is a good candidate to be a closer. Um, I can't say Drew Pomeranz because I don't know if anyone saw, but Drew Pomeranz is not looking like he's going to be ready for opening day. It's not looking too bright for Drew Pomeranz right now. Um, Tim Hill's definitely not that kind of guy. But if Austin Adams didn't hit so many batters, I would feel pretty confident in Austin Adams being a closer, especially because he strikes out a lot of people. But the fact of the matter is he hit, he set the record for most hitters. I mean, most guys hit ever, but I mean, looking at the bullpen, it doesn't really definitely doesn't feel like we have a set closer. You could look at what Bob Melvin said. He even said, shoot, we don't have a closer right now. Um, I don't know, man. I'm going to look at the depth chart right now. I'm going to look at the bullpen and kind of see what we got because it's, it's kind of easy to forget, but let me see. We have a, the Suarez guy that came over from Japan. He throws triple digits with the changeup. Oh, oh, one more, one more. Um, This was Ryan's guy. Uh, What's his name? Riker? Or Luis no. Garcia? Luis Garcia. That's Ryan's guy, right? Um, I can definitely see him being a closer. I can see him being integrated into that role. I, I don't remember his stuff or anything. I'll have to do more research on that, but he could definitely be a closer. Uh, I saw one more right now. Put. Pagan. <laughs> Pagan, bro. I pray to God he's not, but um Wait, what if what if he comes in and does amazing, man? What what if that happens? Hey man, I, I, I'll apologize right here. I will apologize right here because I've been his biggest doubt. You gotta do more than that. You're gonna you're gonna get a Pagan jersey if he has no under way. a two five ERA this year. If he has under a two five ERA this year, you're gonna get a Pagan jersey. No way. Maybe. We'll see. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I said Pagan because he was a closer in, in Tampa Bay. And originally he came over as a closer in that trade. Um, I don't feel confident in it. I will say that. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a kind of a, a closer by committee. And I think that's good. I think it's good to be unpredictable. Um, I know the Giants kind of did that in a way. But as the season progressed, it felt like that. What is his name? Camilo Duvall, something like that. And uh, Rodgers. And Rodgers, yeah. Both of those guys ended up being studs for them in that role. So, I mean, I, I think as the season progresses come July, August, September, we're going to see a set closer. But for now, it feels like it's going to be an open role unless we go out and get somebody. All right. Well, I don't think I have anything else. Do you? No, I'm All done. Right. But... Go for it. All right. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to close out with just a joke. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, we're going to be back with some Padres content here soon talking. I know there's been a lot of trade rumors surrounding the Padres right now, and, and we're getting excited thinking about it. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. And, Pagan, if you're listening, go under a 2-5 VRA so this man will buy your jersey. We'll, we'll make sure it happens. Me and Matt will make sure it happens.